Hey, good evening, everyone. I'm broadcasting live, September seventeenth, two thousand fifteen. And we have a large list of meditators here. A lot of green there. It's heartwarming to see. Now we got to get some local people meditating. Get more people here and in the area. So I got word back from Thailand, my teacher. Someone got in touch with him to let him know that we're opening a new monastery and meditation center on his birthday. And he was overjoyed. I'll read you the I'll read you what I'm told he said. One knee today by Krabrian Lumpu Lao. I went to see Lumpu, which is means our venerable grandfather. He said, Di Jai Duai, Ching Ching, truly very happy for us. Very happy that we have a monastery to spread Buddhism. And he asked, he's, No, he said, Ko hai chalun, 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 chalun. He wishes for us to prosper. He was very happy and he, she, her spelling's not very good. So then she wrote back and said, sorry, the spelling's no good. Uh, when she told them that we're going to have this ceremony on the 20th for his birthday, Lumpu Di Jai Chon Hien Dai Chat Jin he spoke louder than normal. He's usually very quiet, quieter than me even. And he spoke very loud, said very loudly, D, 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 which means good, good, good. And then he asked for our address. So I had to pass along the address. So who knows what that's for? I don't imagine he'll be making a visit, paying a visit, but he may very well be sending us something. So, good news there. In time, glad that we got through to him before we actually have the opening. On the opening, we'll have to have uh, get a picture taken with everyone who comes and maybe several pictures and send them along. Best would probably be if we could like mail a picture or find someone in Thailand who could frame a picture and bring him a hard copy version. Anyway, good news there. All to do with goodness. 
we're going we're planning on cultivating goodness and i've been talking lately about how goodness and happiness are synonymous and here we have proof that i'm not lying that i'm not making this up we have the buddha's words and this is a different sutta than the one i'm i'm familiar with but it says the same thing just the word order is a little different ma bikave punya nang bhayita don't be afraid of punya punya means goodness it doesn't say good deeds it's a little bit misleading it's fine but it's it's better to just say goodness because goodness is in the mind it doesn't really have to do with deeds um, usually it's it's expressed as the deed associated with the mind state but it doesn't have to be it's goodness just to straighten your view just to cultivate understanding and wisdom that's goodness doesn't require actions you could say activity but the word punya doesn't mean any of it. it just means cleansing or any activity that makes your mind pure so the buddha gave lots of different kinds of punya charity is punya when you see someone on the side of the road and you're asking for some change and sometimes you wonder should I give shouldn't I give you're afraid and the Buddha said don't be afraid he said elsewhere that giving to someone even if they have no morality still the charity the power of the charity if you do it with a pure heart wishing happiness for that person it's still of, of, of great value of, of awesome power Morality, just keeping the precepts, just determining not to lie, not to cheat, not to steal, not to take drugs and alcohol, not to kill. It's very powerful. It makes you fearless. It makes you confident. It brings happiness. The Buddha said it's a sukkasetang bhikave adivacchanang yadidang punyadi. Happiness is synonymous with goodness goodness is synonymous with happiness synonymous with happiness with pleasure with that which is dear goodness is that which brings happiness and pleasure and all sorts of worldly good things and this is why i said it's not exactly it's not exactly a part of the path but it makes life easier it means less stress less worry it means a life that's easier and more conducive towards meditation but he goes on to talk about how he knows Abhijanami ko panahang bhikave Dighartang katanang punyanang Itang kantang piyang manapang vipakang So I know how it brings, and you can read the English uh, It brings what is dear, brings happiness, brings Punya that has performed any, any kind of goodness that I have done has brought vipaka results that are dear and pleasing and pleasurable. 
He talks about how for five years he cultivated metta, just sitting and cultivating a mind of metta jitta, a mind of kindness, friendliness, love. And for seven, seven of what we might consider to be the Big Bang and the Big Crunch, you know, the universe evolution, seven of them he didn't return to Earth. He didn't return as a human being. So it means he was in heaven for Samatamane Sudangikave Kappe Abhasarupago Abhasara. He was in the Abhasara, the radiant gods, for for the Sangvatamana and for the Vivatamana Kappa. There's two kinds of Kappa. There's the evolving and then devolving. The getting better and then the getting worse. It's a Hindu concept, really. But uh, it seems that the Buddha kind of agreed with that cosmology. That he dwelt in the Abhasara, the radiant gods, and then as Brahma. The emptiness, the Brahmas of emptiness. No, an empty Brahma Vimana. An empty palace of Brahma. And then from there, ah, so for one, one evolution, devolution, that's what it was. Those two. And then um, don't quite get it. He was dwelling as Mahabrahma for a certain amount of time. And then for six times he dwelt as as the king of the angels. This is lower than the Brahmas, the, the Devas. Sakai for six six times, and then another seven times he was no Aneka Sata for for several thousand births. After that, he was born as a king, king of the world, emperor of the world. Anyway, so it goes on and on. And that's not really important. But the point is, uh, he, he wants to express how awesome was the fruit of his goodness. The good deeds that he performed lasted life after life after life, just because of seven years of cultivating metta. It didn't lead to enlightenment, not directly. But he's clearly saying that even us monks, even us meditators, should uh, cultivate goodness. It's for our benefit. Another thing he says in this sutta, which is interesting, he talks about three three aspects that were involved in his cultivation of metta, I think. Or there are three things involved with this. Let me go to a translator because I don't want to... Hmm. No, it's not the right one. Oh, wait, here we are. Okay. Yeah, right. Da, 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 da. 
thinking and then the thought occurred to me of what action of mine is this the fruit right so there are three things the first one is dana so charity giving being generous and kind the second one was dhamma dhanasa dhammasa sanyamasa dhammasa means training or taming one's mind and sanyama is similar to dhamma really sanyama means doesn't have it here sanyamesati sanyamati so sanyama is san it has to do with restraint with um also with taming the one who is able to tame their mind so dhamma is taming the mind sanyama is quieting or restraining i guess like holding um, holding still keeping still just think that's a bit interesting because it's a list of three that we can think of that are generally useful in life to be charitable to be controlled but it's kind of funny that dhamma and sanyama are actually quite similar let's see if we can find a well, it's a long one dhammasa means um taming the senses so not letting the mind wander when you see not reacting and judging and clinging and hating and so on sanyama is body and speech so being restrained in body and speech dhammasa would be the mind then so dhamma means be restrained in the mind. Sanyama means, and the Buddha does talk about this other places, restraint of the hands, you know, so not fiddling your hands or not just taking things, not just acting, being aware of, how, of the movements of the hands. Pada sanyama, which is the feet, being restrained with the feet, with the body, with the movements, with your head, with your eyes. And dhamma is with the mind. When you do see, when you hear, to not let the, the defilements arise, to not give rise to judgment. Anyway, another simple and really general teaching. But goodness, don't be afraid of it. Apart from that, do we have any questions tonight? just had a question on what the earlier we had a question on what the heart means and that means uh the, the heart on the meditation uh website oh, not much it's just like showing that you care i guess well the idea was actually that after you meditate you could you could sit and send loving kindness so if you want we can do that now let's sit and wish each other to be happy
that was goodness. What we just did there, goodness. See how easy it was? Don't be afraid of it. Don't be discouraged. Goodness is easy to perform. Take a moment. You could have taken longer. You can take a long time to do that. Today something, uh, a story came to me that's not a very good story. I won't give the details, but it seems that um, well, there's some a great good part of it is interesting for us. One, uh, yesterday when, no, yes, yesterday when we did the on-campus meditation, one of the people who came was the daughter of um, an old meditator, long-time meditator with us who I think was one of the meditators when I was, I invited a teacher to come to Stony Creek. And this would have been 2000, the year 2000, or 2001, and 2001, both years, I think. Or maybe 2001, 2002, long time ago. Um, so, so I asked her to give my phone number or to get in, get me in touch with, help me get in touch with her mother. And so today we talked, I talked to her mother and she told me a fairly sad story about money and how there's a meditation group in our tradition here that is charging money for courses. And they've gone ahead and purchased a house for like a million dollars, quit their jobs and become meditation teachers, something like this. And uh, and then are charging money. So it's kind of, so I said, well, you know, this, I explained sort of my philosophy and it's not wrong. It's not like it's immoral exactly, but there's some kind of, it, it, it makes you think that there's a desire, you know, the, the want for it to arise. It's not the need, it's the want. You want to have it, so you... You go to you go outside of nat what is natural, you know. It's much different from what what uh, our philosophy is. That if people want it to happen, they will support it, and if they don't support it, we'll we'll stop doing it. So we'll do as much as we can with the support that we have, based on the fact that people want it. You know, there's a, I mean, again, it's wanting, but the, there's a need for it, right? We need the building because people are want to come, and, and the the demand is enough to warrant it. And there's, it's like it, the point is that it's paid for, it's it's supported. It's not something that we have to go looking for support. Anyway, it's just a different philosophy. But she said, no, this isn't Buddhism. This isn't the Buddhism that she knows. Anyway, I probably shouldn't. This is a bit of a, a, bit of a gossip. The, 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 the neat thing about it was, um, in the end, she wants to help us. So, I mean, she's always, we've always been good friends. But it was neat to reconnect with her and talk about these things and these issues about what is the proper way. But I'm I'm set on that, you know. I mean, if if there's not enough support, it means there's not enough demand, and it has to be clear that should be clear that 
the only reason we want support, we, we ask for support, or not even ask for support, is um, the only reason that we take support is because there's a there's a desire for it to keep going. The only reason we keep going is because there's enough support to keep going. That's the point. And if there's not enough support, well, then we just stop. The only reason we do it is because we have the support. That way you don't. That way you avoid the need to pay. You need need to charge money for it. Otherwise, it, it becomes a burden, really. That's why we're renting. I think maybe for us, renting will be good for the long term because it's um, it's no commitment, you know. It's a year commitment, and then at the end of the year, Sorry, it sounds like the audio stopped. Oh, it crashed. Hmm. Uh oh. Okay, there we go. Sorry, interrupted the audio. But no, but the neat thing is. Um, so she said she suggested that we could use the freezer here and have pre-cooked meals and have the meditators heat up pre-cooked meals because it's difficult to have someone cooking fresh food but having frozen food would be uh, a lot easier and she said she would keep she would uh, make sure that we have enough just herself but we don't have to even rely on that because there are other people who would do that sort of thing in the area we do have several people who are interested in that kind of thing. So that's an option if people come and meditate. I mean, the awesome thing I said to her, you know, I talked about this one woman who came to me at Clubs Fest and said, how much is it? And I said, it's free. Really? I've been looking for this everywhere. Now you tell me that it's free? I said, yeah, hey, I do. Well, I do these courses and you come and stay with me. And we give you food and and shell and room and teach you meditation. Twenty one days. She said, "Okay, how much is that? Or what what does that cost?" Free. <laughs> and uh, so she was so happy to you know to have this conversation. And you know we both agree that this is this is what we know. This is what we're familiar with. This the, the, the idea that it's free. I mean, it's just awesome that we're able to do this, you know. And and everyone, we all agree it's awesome. So people are happy to help and happy to just give because, like, this is an awesome thing that we are. It's a very power. This is goodness, you know. Talk about goodness. The ability to give someone something so priceless for free. They said it couldn't be done. Many people say it can be done in the West. You can't do it in the West. You can't do this in outside of Asia. You know, there may be a little, something a little bit, it would have been a lot harder if we didn't have the internet community. But here you go. The internet is not all bad. It connects us. connects like-minded people. You don't have to connect just with your neighbors. The old lady who complained about our flags. 
know all around the world we have people who are into the same thing and we have people flying from all over the world well not all over the world we've had people flying here to practice or traveling long distances one guy took a rode a motorcycle from florida to ontario to do a course so anyway if nothing else that's an example of of goodness it's a description of how important and how powerful goodness can be because you know anyone can get into the business model of things I don't mean to be really critical and I know these people are still alive and could potentially see this but I'm not afraid I think we shouldn't be afraid to give our opinions right to say we'd rather do it this way and maybe people will take it but you have to be careful you know if you commit yourself to lots to an expensive project then you have to make it happen and that, and sometimes it's a choice between morality i'm not saying in this case it is but you see if you're committed then you have to ask yourself at what cost does it mean like pushing people being pushy and pushing them to donate really dangerous no. I've heard this, I've heard stories of this where they, people are actually like pushed to donate. You have to, you need to. Our story started with uh, this award. Um, there's this award that you can get in Thailand for spreading the Dhamma, especially internationally, they like that. And uh, all of this, there's this group at Jom Tong and they've all gotten these awards. There's people, you know, some of the people who are my students, I think, now have this award. They yeah, all for 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 spreading the Dhamma and doing. They're very organized, and uh, you know, they've done they've done a lot more. In many ways, they've done a lot more than I have, as far as having courses, having a center, having a place, and uh, organizing courses which is really the best you know this online teaching is great but it's not it's not on that level you know, you've got to admire that but uh, the reason they get these awards really is because they apply for them you apply for it you submit yourself and you talk about how great you are you don't do it you know someone's doing it for them but it's in the org you know so no one's ever done that for me and i don't get i don't have that award not that I'm saying I deserve it, you know, but there is goodness going on here. We're doing good things, but we'll never, I'd never apply for such an award. Not, not my, my, you know, Ajahn said, man, anyway, don't want to go into it. Not crit not being critical, but um, anyway, no, her, her thing was she was being pushed to get it. And she said this, she said this, that, uh, I don't know. I shouldn't. This was told in confidence. I'm probably breaking confidence. Shouldn't go into detail. But these are interesting things. You know, the idea of, um, you know, you do goodness for the sake of goodness. And it's all related to this quote, right? Goodness is for the sake of goodness. I apologize if anyone's watching this and is offended or feels like I've spoken out of line. Those of you who this concerns. But I'm I'm talking about goodness, so I'm trying to be 
I was I was assuming I was being vague and and not trying to talk about people but ideas. So if you disagree with my ideas or you think the specific circumstances of some case don't warrant the ideas or the claims or the the opinions that I'm giving, that's fine. It's not about specific instances. It's about ideas. That's that's the point here. And uh, goodness is for the sake of what? sake of happiness, not for the sake of a golden statue that you can put on your... Not that I'm critical of that. I mean, it's great that they're doing that. It's a great way to promote and encourage people to do good deeds. But she, she felt that... Anyway, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> not a good idea. Any more questions? There are questions, but I just want to say that's a very good idea that she had to fill the freezer with frozen food. Mm -hmm. that, that was one of those... Not just an idea, tricky. it's also a commitment. She said she will do it. That's so. fantastic, because that, that was really kind of a uh, unclear how that was going to happen for uh, for food for meditators. And we have so the, there's a deep freeze in the basement. We have to look and make sure uh, it works. Yeah. That's fantastic. Awesome news. My dad said we could get we could get a new one not that expensive and far more energy efficient. Yes, usually uh, after a certain point, they you do save money to to buy a new one for the energy savings. So you'll you'll check that out and maybe let us know at the next volunteer meeting. Right. Awesome. How is restraining your hands and body helping you? I don't really see the connection unless it's in a meditation context. Well, that means being mindful, you know. Um, bodily expressions are coarse. They are, they go beyond the physical, you know. So moving my hands like this is an expression of some mind state. Now it could be a mindful mind state, moving, knowing that I'm moving the hand, but it could also be an angry mind state. It could be a nervous mind state, you know, if I'm, whatever, fiddling, twiddling my thumbs like this. Uh, could be um like this, a headache or something, or, or, or scratching. And it's an expression of the emotion. So it's it's more powerful. Physical acts are considered more powerful. The, the, the karma required or the, the intention required to create the physical act is more powerful than just having the mental act. Like if you sit around plotting to kill someone, it's not as powerful or imagining yourself killing someone. It's not as powerful as if you actually go out and kill them. Of course, there's other reasons for that. But um, but we, we sometimes commit uh, unwholesome deeds through lack of mindfulness. You know, like maybe you might hit someone, you know, in the movies how they hit someone because they're just not thinking. You know, they're so angry that they just do it. So that's what it means. your feet it would be i don't know what's a good example like going somewhere traveling somewhere just on a whim or or based on emotion running away from a from a conflict or so on running away from from something that scares you not dealing with it so does it does it relate to like if you're tapping your feet and you know tapping right. your hands and everything it relates to your mind state is a little more chaotic or yeah, and it's an expression, so it's 
reaffirming it. It's it's more powerful than just the mental, the physical act of of shaking nervously like this or tapping your knee or so. On. It um, it reinforces the behavior. Like I would imagine, you could say the same thing. You could say the same thing about someone who has OCD. The act of performing it is going to reinforce it more than just the obsessive mind state. That's why it's a hard habit to change. Can meditation help with OCD? Absolutely, it's a habit. Um, I don't know. Some people, I guess, are born with it, but some people acquire it or have certain mind states that snowball and and become OCD. So if you can if you can gain a habit, you can lose it. You can untrain. And train yourself out of it. Neuroplasticity. You can change your mind. Not, no, not radically, but you can change many things about your mind, about your brain, you know, about your habits. And that's the point. I mean, it's not the physical. It is the mind that is important. So all of the activities that someone who has OCD performs are not a problem. They are not OCD. It's the obsessive compulsive obsession, the, the obsessive mind state that compels one to do that. So if you can do those act actions mindfully, you know, if you can learn to cultivate mindfulness, you'll find it just falls apart, maybe over years or even lifetimes, but it will you know, steadily decrease in, in intensity. Thank you, Bhante. Is there a scripture you recommend that is about preparing for death? There's the um, the Tuvataka tu, tu Sutta. Let me see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to what the Kasuta. No, 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 not the two the Kasuta, sorry. The uh Purabeda Sutta. Yes, okay. So here I'll give you a link. It's not gonna come through though, is it? Oh yeah, well, okay. Here's a link. That's um, that's a commentary on it by the Mahasi Sayadaw, which makes it awesome. But the Purabeda Sutta is, I think, Sutta Nipata maybe? It's a short Sutta. Where is this Purabeda Sutta? Hmm. It's the dhammas that one should cultivate before one dies. It's like SN 4.10 maybe? Could be. So that's a good one. Specifically on preparing for death. But, you know, mindfulness is really the best way to prepare for death. If you practice this meditation 
It's the best preparation for death you could ever have. So just a follow-up yeah, comment. <laughs> Preparing for death. Hmm. Sorry, yeah. Oh, just a follow-up comment on the question. So you can pay attention to what your body is doing as a cue for what the mind is doing, for the, what the mind is like. Absolutely. Not, it's not exactly that. It's not even the most important. But when you're mindful of the body, your mind is pure. So if you're mindful, as soon as you become mindful of this, suppose you have an angry mind, as soon as you become mindful that you're shaking your fist, the anger disappears. So it's a purifying, changing your mind state. Is that also related to the, the body language that, you know, we, we always think we know something about someone because their body language, if they look away, it means this. If they look down, it means that. Is that kind of related or is that not really? Sure, yeah. No, as, as a meditation teacher, you do learn to read people's body language. It's useful for knowing the person's state. If I'm practicing being mindful throughout life and I'm multitasking, what actions should I be describing? Whatever is clearest, whatever is most prominent. doesn't really matter. Obviously, better is to not multitask, but when you have to, it's not really a problem. Just be mindful of whatever is clearest. Okay, so awesome to see so many green people. Again, if you're joining us on YouTube, you have to go to meditation.sirimangalo.org. That's where we meet and ask questions and do meditation together. So tomorrow I will be back in Stony Creek. And then Saturday I'm coming back here with a whole bunch of stuff, probably some plates and cutlery and a table to put all the food on maybe two tables i don't know but i'm borrowing tables from the other monastery i think because we don't have one table um yeah, can you borrow chairs i don't think you have any chairs either i don't think we'll do the chairs people can eat on the floor Sit, eat on their laps, eat outside. Sunday's going to be cold, I think, but hopefully it won't rain. Eat in the basement, eat anywhere, you know. Sit around and eat. Maybe we have to go driving to find more cushions. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. We, did we say, did we talk about that here? I don't think so. I think maybe we did. Anyway, we went driving around the area. Robin's husband drove us around and we're looking for, for for trash, and we found some couches people were throwing out. And we took all the cushions, and we found two beanbag chairs, and we took them. And uh, we brought them back, and we washed the covers, and now they fill our library. The library has cushions. But that's right. Um, what in Stony Creek they've got cushions of various kinds. I can just borrow a bunch from there. That sounds good.
Yeah, they looked pretty good after uh, after they were clean too. They mm -hmm. didn't look like they came out of the trash. Yeah. I think one of them has a stain on it. But... Flip it upside down. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's stop there. Thank you, Bante. And thank you, Robin. We didn't. We didn't even. I didn't have you read the quote, did I? No. Should we do that just to close off? Let's close with the quote. Sure. Do not be afraid of doing good deeds. They are another name for happiness, for the desirable, the wished for, the dear, and the agreeable. I know well that for a long time I've, I have experienced desirable, wished for, dear and agreeable results because of doing good deeds. So there you have it from the Buddha. Okay, what is, I'm sorry, what is the source? IT 15? What is that? Iti Vuttaka. Okay, I'm not familiar with Iti that. Vuttaka means this was, it's this, it's this interesting book. Everything ends with, everything starts with this was said by the Blessed One. Nice. one of the, in the Kudaka Nikaya, it's one of the miscellaneous sections. Ayampi ato vuddo bhagavata iti me sutanti. It doesn't start with emo me sutan. So I think it was Upali, it's supposed to be Upali, I'm not sure where the iti vuddaka, the story behind it. Very nice. Yeah. There's just one more question. Are you in need of new cushions? Are you in need of cushions for the monastery? More cushions? Um, no, not especially. We've got, we've got oh, maybe 15 already. We've got 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14. So... We don't have 14 meditators every day. So it's just for this one one thing that we could maybe use some more. We'll have several people, many people here. But you do have a wish list on Amazon for things for the center, and just in case anyone was asking because they yeah. wanted to, to send something, right? And if anyone is... Um, inclined to to look up the wish list i think if you go to amazon.ca for amazon canada and just put in bante's email which is yutadamo at gmail.com under um, look for a wish list it'll pop right up and i think there's a few things for the meditation center on there hmm. pretty sure and one last question is meditation impermanent I think you can just type in Yutadamo in the, in the thing. Anyway, is what impermanent? Is meditation impermanent? Meditation doesn't exist. Meditation is not a thing. Meditation is a name for certain experiences of a certain type. But experiences are all that exist, and they're impermanent. Sorry. 
besides nibbana, which is not permanent, but does which is not impermanent, but does exist. Although existence may be the not the proper word. Anyway, that's not really a meditation question, is it? What do you mean? Is meditation impermanent? I think that's definitely a meditation question. Is it? It. I think it needs more clarification if it's going to be about meditation. What are you doing asking questions? Aren't you doing sitting meditation? Texas Toro? Maybe it's listening meditation. Enough. Good night. Good night, Bhante. Thank you. Thank you.